Hello, I'm Ryan Cook, and this is Civic Tech Chat, a podcast about the civic technology movement. We seek to harness the power technology has to improve the delivery of public services to people everywhere. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us here on Civic Tech Chat. Could you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Uh, yeah, my name is Lisa Chung, and I'm a software engineer with the U.S. Digital Service. Um, I've been with USDS for two and a half years now. Uh, it's my first time working in civic tech. Um, USDS is a civic tech group at the federal government level. We're a small group of technologists, about under 200 folks based in Washington, D.C. We turned six years old this year, um, and I'm actually stepping into the director of engineering role for USDS, uh, taking over for David Holmes, who is on your podcast um, back in June. Um, and this is my first full week in that role. I survived. It's great to hear that you survived. And also congratulations on, on taking on the role. One of the things we tend to start with on Civic Tech Chat is why, um, personal why in particular. So what would you say is your personal why? You know, that thing that drives you out of, to get out of bed each morning and do what you do. My personal why would be uh, the social impact. Um, this is my first time working in civic tech. Back in 2017, I hadn't really heard about USDS. I had heard about uh, Code for America, but not really been involved with that. Um, my personal why, government means different things to different people. For me, um, I think of the critical services that, that um, uphold a safety net and equal rights so that take a family, making sure that they have a safe place to, to sleep, um, access to, to healthcare, education, a safe place to work, a way to support themselves. When any of those government services fail or, or don't work well, um, I, I think about the impact. And um, at, US, at US Digital Service, when we consider what we should be working on, um, which is at the federal government level, one thing we have in mind is to do the greatest good for the greatest number of people in the greatest need. And, and I can get behind that mission. So that's my personal why. Are there any podcasts, print media, videos, or some other such thing like that, that you'd say are things you'd recommend to our audience here? Yes. So there's three things I, I wanted to, to call out. One, there's um, a short six-minute TED Talk that our administrator, Matt Cutts, gave in April. And it's like an appeal for technologists to partner with civil servants at the city, state, and national level, levels. And you don't have to do this forever, but you can make a difference in, in public service. It's just six minutes. Um, a, a second one is a very slim book, um, The Government Fix, How to Innovate in Government. It's like 64 pages. It's a good cross-functional look at um, civic tech at the city, state, um, and federal levels. Um, the third one, I would say, is the USDS Instagram feed. It is, it's a fun, good representation of, of USDS, are the three that I would call out. Could you tell us a bit about the career path that came before you now uh, taking on this leadership post? So I joined in September 2017. I was before that in the private sector for about 10 years, the last six of which um, I spent at the Motley Fool in Alexandria. And that was a really great, great environment. That's where I think I um, really came into my own as a, as a software developer, got that confidence and, and it sunk in that I can do this, um, be a software developer. Um, and that's not coincidental. I think at the Motley Fool, I was fortunate to have key people there who helped me on that path. Um, it's also while at the Motley Fool that I, I met Robbie Holmes um, at, at one of the local tech community meetups and learned about US Digital Service. He's a, he's a great ambassador. And that uh, it's while at the Motley Fool that I met 
Robbie Holmes at the local tech community meetups um, and learned about the U.S. Digital Service. He's a great ambassador for USDS. He's actually an engineer um, with USDS. He's done a lot of work also to build up the local tech community here in D.C. Um, so that's how I learned about it. And from what he described, it, it made sense on paper, um, the scale of the problems, the social impact, um, the colleagues that are technically solid and also great team players. Um, it just made sense. Um, to, it was the right thing to do. And that's how I landed at, at Digital Service. I spent my first two years, I think, at Veterans Affairs doing more DevOps work um, and then some a variety of other projects. And then um, I applied for the dark role. One thing that sticks out to me from, from the path you described is that you don't come from kind of like that quote unquote, like big tech group of companies that I, I think USDS is somewhat known for pulling from. Mm -hmm. uh, how would you say that difference in where you come from colors your perspective and how you solve problems? Um, so I'm very familiar with, with what you're um, referring to, the idea of Silicon Valley, perhaps startups. Um, I don't have any of that. I don't have any startup experience. Um, and so sometimes that makes me a little bit unsure. But I've been at digital service for two and a half years. Uh, I know that I am able to do the work. And um, I know every, I know people aren't going to let me fail. Um, but I know that I'm able to do the work. And knowing that, uh, it's become even more important to me to help bring in others um, who might have the same initial doubts of, no, I don't have that background. Am I going to be able to make a difference? Um, yes, you can. Um, it does color my perspective, but I think it, it helps me as as director to be more empathetic and, and try harder to reach out to those folks. I think something I'm hearing there is something that I think a lot of folks can relate to. Uh, it sounds a bit like maybe you've struggled with like a little bit of like that kind of imposter syndrome monster, for lack of a better way to put it. Uh, I know that I myself have had that too. I can totally relate. And I know a lot of other people out there in the world similarly have experienced that. Uh, how has that experience been for you? Like, have there been any like tips you would give for someone who's currently facing that? So imposter syndrome, I totally agree with um, that sentiment. I think I've been in that boat. I think a lot of my colleagues have been in, my, in that boat. And I don't think it's necessarily a, a, a horrible thing to admit. Um, that said, when it gets in the way of doing your job or when it gets in, in the way of you feeling good about yourself, that's something to pay attention to. If I had any tips, it would be not to pretend you don't have imposter syndrome, not to pretend, uh, to avoid pretending that everything's fine um, because everyone's gonna feel some doubt. And I think when you can own up to that, um, people can, it can ultimately be a healthier environment and, and more productive because people can help you out and um, help you get reoriented and, and remind you that you do know what you're doing. Um, that would be my only tip, I guess. I appreciate you sharing that. I, I think you make a, a keen point when you mention that you shouldn't pretend everything's fine. Like I, I think like you're you're really making the case for like you know it's okay to be vulnerable and and to and to face it. So I really appreciate you being willing to do that. You also have mentioned that you're uh, two and a half years into your term. Um, so what would you say is your your why for continuing your service? You're kind of a you know a ways into your tour here. 
what's the why that's driving that? <laughs> so I have to say, we uh, so we are at US Digital Service, we are term limited, um, six months up to four years. Uh, but people joke of, of having signed on for six months and then finding themselves still here after after three years or four years, um, the idea of commitment escalation. Uh, for me personally, um, the work still matters. And, and I feel the first three, six months, I was just trying to figure out this new world of federal federal systems and why is it so hard to do X or Y and um, bureaucracy is horrible was my initial um, reaction. But no, all that, all those policies are there for a reason um, and owning up to that, I guess, and understanding the reality um, and then being able to move forward. That took me a while. Um, so I, I don't, uh, so two and a half years, but I don't think I was effective for two and a half years. I, I, I needed a bit of a, um, I needed help getting started, but the work still matters. I think I finally kind of understand how to get things um, get things done. Um, also, something that that factors into that is um, the reason for continuing my services. I is this opportunity to now be the director of engineering at Digital Service, which um, every director picks their own path. For me, I'm really looking forward to spending more time with the hiring pipeline and trying to see. Um, where we can take that, how can we get engineers more involved um, in that process? And I'm, I'm really excited to do that. And that's um, kind of a, a reset button in a way. Imagine an important consideration for being a leader in a practice like engineering is how one intends to influence the culture of that practice. How would you describe the culture for engineering at USDS? And how would you like to have an impact on that? So I appreciate what we have. We have a very good thing going, uh, mission-oriented, uh, mission-driven, tech-savvy people. Uh, my impact, what's important to me, um, is to distill the notion that we're Silicon Valley folks. That's not my story. Um, there's quite a few of us who don't have that story, uh, but it doesn't make any of us more or less impactful or capable when it comes to improving government services, um, improving services for small business owners, veterans, immigrants. Um, my impact, I want to make USDS seem more, even more accessible. You've mentioned hiring a bit uh, as we've talked uh, throughout this first section here, which is a great way to segue us into a topic that I'd like to dig into. And that's that I'd like to talk a bit about the recent spring release of the USDS Diversity and Inclusion Report. What would you say is the why for y'all gathering this data and then subsequently re releasing the report to the, to the public? You know, I'm really excited you noticed, uh, that you noticed this update. Um, I remember when there was first talk about even creating this type of report. I think this was back in late 2017, early 2018. Um, I wasn't an active part of putting together this report, but I know that we went through several iterations. And I think that, that indicates it's important to US Digital Service. Um, and I'm really proud that it's on our website. Um, for me, the, the why for gathering this data, a few reasons. Um, I can't tell you the, the official stance, but as someone at US Digital Service who is proud that, that we do post this info, according to me, um, the why is that we want to hire a workforce that reflects the American people. US Digital Service works best when we represent an equally diverse set of perspectives. And truly, our, our diversity makes us better and more effective. Um, and the care that we 
put into this report and keeping it up to date, having this spring release, um, I think that reflects that desire. Um, and actually, an, an earlier version, I think the fall version, um, showed where we're, where the places we go to recruit. And I, I particularly, me personally, I liked that um, graphic because it showed that we're not just going to Silicon Valley or, or the, the big name cities. Um, we go across the US. Last year, I was on recruiting events to uh, Columbus, Ohio, Pittsburgh, Seattle. Um, we've also been a sponsor at, at Afrotech and several lesbians who tech events and that we, and that we, that we value a diverse community and actively recruit for a diverse community is, is a point of pride for me. Um, releasing the report to the public, um, for me, I, I'm hopeful that it will encourage other federal organizations to have that kind of transparency. These sorts of reports can turn up both things that an organization would consider a win, as well as those that it would seek to do better at. For example, in the report we're talking about, it mentions that 24% of your workforce is made up of folks identifying in racial and ethnic minority groups, which is also a thing the report mentions is a thing that USDS would like to improve upon. Uh, from your perspective, uh, how do you think the organization can go about uh, achieving that aim? You know, there's a lot I'm going to miss here. Um, I, I want to start with... Um, just an appreciation because I, I feel that sometimes these numbers, it's a secondary um, thing that it, it, it's descriptive data. Whereas at, at digital service at USGS, we, we take these things seriously. Um, we, we are publishing that number. We are being transparent. We are updating those numbers, updating those reports. We have community guidelines and we take those seriously. Uh, what, one thing that really sticks out to me, two things um, that stick out to me as points of pride. Um, one, going back to the idea that USDS is sponsoring events like um, Lesbians Who Tech and Afrotech, that we, we mean it, we, we want to go there. Um, the second, you know, I have a feeling that some of these diversity and inclusion events, sometimes it's something that you're asked to do in your spare time. Um, at US Digital Service, we have these things called just discovery sprints, um, the idea that you send a cross-functional team to an agency to actually, you know, investigate a platform or, or write or um, meet with stakeholders um, and actually this past winter we, we had a, dis a discovery sprint a cross-functional team that um, this was their day-to-day -day work was to um, dig into this it's not a spare time um, activity um, but it's a core part of how we operate at US Digital Service and how we recruit and um, the, the the work that we decide to take on. Uh, another section of the report talks about how you folks partner with government human resources offices in order to collect uh, data for it, and that that data doesn't necessarily contain everything the organization is looking for. Could you speak a little bit to the sorts of improvements that your organization might work with those partners to make uh, as we head into the future? Yes, uh, some things to start with. Um gender, male, female, that it's binary is uh, one thing um, that, that, that gender information should be binary. Um, when, when, when forms ask about race, sometimes they, the, the typical is, is five to six categories. Um, often there's no mixed race category. Uh, there is often an Asian or Pacific Islander category, but 
right? What is that? Um, and so working to change how that data is collected and um, making the options more representative of, of the American people. As you seek to kind of improve the, the state of those questions, are there any like tools or techniques that y'all have at your disposal to kind of, I don't know if nudge is the right word, uh, but to kind of like uh, try to improve that situation? Because obviously you're, you're kind of having to collaborate with another part of government to do this. I think nudge is, is the right word. I think we, we are struggling to, I, I, I am not um, the expert on this at digital service. I think it is a very difficult space and there are so many policies and things to consider um, and where to store this data. Um, if it were easy, if it were easy, we, we would have um, done, you know, A-B testing and tried a few things, but um, uh, we haven't, we haven't solved it. We, we care about it. And um, actually last December, we, we had, um, we set up a, a cross-functional team that, that did a, a research sprint into this very area. So we are committing time and resources um, to, to trying to try and figure out where, where, which little steps to take, but it's, it's a difficult space. At, at USDS, I, I imagine you work with a multitude of vendors in the tech space. Uh, as folks uh, out there listening might be aware, uh, I myself work at uh, such a vendor called Trust, and it's part of this organization called the Digital Services Coalition, which is a grouping of, of vendors that are trying to advocate for change and in that very relationship between government and organizations like themselves. From your perspective, how is the relationship with vendors like that different than other ones, perhaps? Uh, yeah, so we've had good experiences working with groups in the Digital Services Coalition. Um, procurement is a bigger problem than, than anyone can imagine. Um, so at US Digital Service, we're term limited, um, I think four years max. And, and if, if we're really, you know, if we all broil we, if, if we're really committed to this idea of sustainable lasting change in how the government builds digital services, uh, we need to be able to cultivate experience. Um, we need to be able to cultivate expertise in, in what to look for in vendor capabilities. And we need vendors that can apply modern practice. Uh, we need vendors that can apply modern best practices and, and not just you know, write them up in a report. And you mentioned those, uh, those kind of like modern practices uh, that go beyond just a report. Uh, uh, what would you say some of those are? Like, what are those practices that you're hoping that those vendors are, are learning and using as they work with government? Uh, just to start user-centered design, um, monitoring the, the, the idea of built it and toss it over the wall and another team maintains it, getting away from that, um, doing things iteratively. Uh, just because you can, you can gather requirements today doesn't mean that's going to, you know, describe the right product. So doing an MVP and building incrementally off of that, having cross-functional teams, um, the designers, the engineers, the product managers working together, um, product management, product management instead of project management. Project management is important, um, but it's not the same thing as a product manager. Um, so th there's, there's some of the best practices we're trying to advocate for along with um, the digital services coalition. And looking at it from, I guess, the, the other perspective, the, I guess, from the government side, who's maybe doing the procurement of services, are there any practices that 
y'all at USDS have been trying to cultivate and maybe spread uh, to other places? Yes. Uh, so to back up a bit, um, just procurement, there's a lot that goes on and I didn't really understand it at all before I joined US Digital Service. And I don't have a great understanding of it now, but in general, when the government looks to hire a contractor, has a has a project that they, that they want um, a contractor to, to work on, um, there's a proposal process, the government describes the problem, and then contractors reply back with, you know, um, these giant reports of how they'll how they will approach the problem and you know what the solution will be uh, and that's that makes sense we've tweaked that a little bit at digital service um what we're what we've um started doing is asking vendors to do small demos of their design ability having things like design challenges coding challenges uh, that kind of reflect the essence of the problem and uh, maybe use uh, the tools that that are, are relevant, uh, come in and do it in person as part of the assessment. And that really gives a more accurate view of, of a group's ability to be successful in the contract. I've also gathered that you folks over at the United States Digital Service are hiring. Uh, is that the case? Uh, what sort of roles are y'all looking for? Brian, that's absolutely the case. <laughs> so we're term limited. These are term limited positions. Um, so we are constantly having people roll off. We need people constantly coming coming in um, to, to keep, so we constantly are looking to have people come on board. Um, so we are, we, we need engineers, software engineers, designers, product managers, uh, let's see, digital service procurement specialists, uh, front office, uh, recruiters, um, that's who we're hiring. Uh, what sort of person tends to do well in the USDS environment? You know, what sort of person are you? looking for in the hiring? Yeah, so, so typically for their um, respective discipline, um, like a software engineer or um, a product manager, uh, a mid to senior level experience, um, a baseline of, of that hands-on work as part of that seeing things go sideways. Um, so that, that, that hands-on experience. Um, also, you have to be a team player. This is something that we rigorously assess. Um, you have to be an expert, yes, but that doesn't mean that you are going to be the subject matter expert. Uh, you need to know when to listen. Uh, federal government is, is way bigger than you. You are you are not going to make changes alone. You have to partner with civil servants um, and empower them. Um, so you need to, to come in with that understanding. You also need to be willing to step up to lead um, and also be okay with not leading. Um, one other thing I would say is that um, you have to be committed to the mission because there are going to be frustrating times and you have to be committed, uh, keep, keep the mission in mind and remember who you're working for. And if some enterprising civic tech extraordinary out there listening to this is thinking to themselves, hey, that might be me, uh, where, where should they go to apply? Great question, Ryan. Um, so we have a website, USDS gov um, and there's an apply page there um, it's really really just upload a reasonable up-to-date resume and send that in do not spend more more than five minutes on on that process as long as that resume um, is, is representative of what you're doing um, usds sorry usds.gov slash apply is, is where you should do that as we draw the, the conversation to a close here we, as always on Civic Tech Chat, 
leave some space here for the guests to leave us with the thoughts they'd like us to depart this conversation with. So Lisa, what would those concluding thoughts be for you? Uh, so there, there needs to be more technologists in government. It's been said many times before, uh, but in 2020, it, it remains the case. Um, so technologists, software engineers, designers, product managers, procurement experts, uh, there needs to be more technologists in government. And you can make a real impact in civic tech if you consider the federal, state, city, and, and county levels, um, like a local Code for America brigade or a state level digital service, uh, New York, New York State and Florida, a state level digital service. Um, federal level, there's 18F program at GSA. There's US Digital Service. That's that's where I am. Um, and yeah, US Digital Service. Find us online at usds.gov and apply. Lisa, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to join us here on Civic Tech Chat. I have no doubt that there are insights and, th and lessons learned from that you've granted for folks that they're going to really appreciate. And I have no doubt that they've enjoyed our conversation. So again, thank you so much. Thank you, Ryan. I enjoyed this. You can follow us on Twitter using the handle at civictechchat. Visit us on the web at civictech.chat. Or subscribe to us for content updates wherever it is you download your podcasts.